0: My name is Charlie Banks, and I'm a 17-year-old kid who started the Young Minds Podcast to spread the word of God. It is my goal to do this podcast. You learn, you laugh, you cry, whatever it may be. I just hope that you enjoy it and um, maybe grow in your relationship with Christ. But just remember, this thing that the Lord is starting is way bigger than any of us. So let's get after it.
1: All righty. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome to the podcast,
0: man. I'm so glad to have you on today. I know we've been having some issues, but uh, I'm so glad to have you on. And um, if you could just introduce yourself and we'll just keep on going.
2: Yeah, man. I'm Jake. And um, like you said, we've been having a lot of difficulties. It's like we're trying to put something out that Satan doesn't want out or something.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, 100%. I mean, this has happened to me before, but, and I just want to say shout out to Donovan, man, for hosting it for us so we can get this out but um if you could just go into your testimony a little bit and then we'll just uh keep on going
2: yeah so like i said my name is jake um i make music uh, i make christian hip-hop music uh I'll, I'll go ahead and start out in my childhood though um i grew up in a smaller town in kansas called parsons um uh, i grew up in a pentecostal church so very you know rules oriented um I don't know if you know anything about the denomination Pentecostal or not, maybe.
0: All I know is they like, you know, that I've heard, at least like, they like to, you know, they get really excited when worship happens.
2: Um, yeah, they, they do do that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, um, but no, so, I haven't heard much. Yeah, so the church I grew up in, um, I I feel like I kind of got the... the Worst part of Christianity, if that makes sense, you know the the thing that people say is that Christians are judgmental and mm-hmm. um, there's too many rules and that kind of thing. And that's kind of what I grew up around. So that's kind of what I grew up thinking as well. Mm-hmm. um I don't feel I don't feel that my church was very accepting of you know new people or people of color or people mm-hmm. that believe differently than they did. It was kind of they kind of just uh kept it in house and there was a lot of rules that you had to follow and things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, outside of church, man, I grew up, um, I I played basketball a lot, and music was always big for me. That was kind of basketball and music for like my two escapes from Mm -hmm. reality, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, I grew up with a mom and a dad who were split up, so I spent most of my time with my mom. Um, I did spend some time with my dad and his family, but I feel as though I kind of ended up raising myself a little bit because my mom was disabled like mm-hmm. my whole life. So I grew up kind of taking care of her and taking care of myself, kind of being the man of the house as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I won't, I mean, I won't go too deep into that, but you know, right. it was just, it's one of those things where you're forced to grow up pretty fast. And so I was, you mm-hmm. know, getting myself ready for school and Yeah. doing the dishes and that kind of deal. So I'm, yeah. I'm also kind of thankful for that though, to this day. I mean, but, but- yeah, man
0: for when it comes to that though, could you, I mean, do you really say that did you really have a childhood at that point then if you had to grow up so fast, then, you know, would you, did you, would you say you had one or?
2: Um, yes and no. Uh, yeah. I would say in my younger years, yes. Um, I spent a lot of time with friends and stuff like that. There was still a lot hmm. going on in the household that, um, I saw a lot of things like siblings trying to commit suicide and, um, hmm. My mother trying to commit suicide, and um I had siblings that were addicted to to pills and that kind of thing, so I saw a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have seen, but at the same time, I did kind of have a childhood. you know, I spent a lot of time with friends outside playing and stuff like that mm-hmm. um It wasn't really until I would say the end of middle school is when it kind of like my mom got really bad, and I stopped being able to do a lot of things um, yeah so I didn't really get that normal high school like party. Or not party, but mm. you know, like that's kind of the people experience. I was around. They, yeah, they were yeah. out partying and stuff like that. And I was kind of just in the house, you know, um, taking care of my mom and listening to music and that kind of thing. So, yeah, basketball was always the kind of escape for me from that. Yeah. So,
0: and you're probably better for it, honestly, like, because you know, there ain't no telling what was at the when what they were doing, right? You know, especially with high school. If I if I'm thinking about my high school experience now. There's no telling what some kids are doing at my school. Like, I'm not going to get into that, but you can imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you have to be really, really careful, like, you know, like where you go, what you say, whatever, whatnot, you know? Um, And so yeah. I know that you talk about music is, you know, an escape for you. And so is basketball. But like, you know, how did you, I guess, how did you discover that you wanted to write and make music? Like, was it just like an
2: instant, just, you know, thing or was it a process? Yeah, so I've been writing actually my whole life. I remember when I was in uh, third grade, they did like a, a contest where somebody would write a book and mm-hmm. you would um, like put it all together inside of they You would bind it up and everything. It was like a little book you would write. Mm-hmm. And if you if your book was good enough, they'd take you to go. I don't remember what it was called, but it was some kind of author's convention at some college and you would just kind of get to go there and watch and stuff like that. Yeah, And I ended up going to that. So I've always just kind of been a writer. I don't know. It's always just been something I like to do, putting my thoughts down on paper. Um, mm-hmm. Music specifically, I didn't start writing music, I don't think, until I was in like seventh grade. I just started writing lyrics down. Never, I never really thought anything would come from it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something I enjoyed to do. But I didn't start recording music until I was 19.
0: Wow. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Like... To think about though that I mean I'm 17 years old and you started recording music at 19
2: like yeah yeah that's crazy you know and like we were speaking about like I didn't get to party and stuff a lot but I did um I started smoking weed when I was 17 and Mm -hmm. the only reason I want to get into this is I God has told me multiple times that I need to be um, very truthful and honest about the things I was doing because yeah some people out there need to hear that you know what I mean so
1: they
0: do.
2: So I started smoking weed at seventeen and um I started drinking at eighteen. And so I, I didn't really care about much at that point other than basketball and basically just getting high or getting drunk. That's all I really cared about. So I think that might be a reason why I didn't really um pursue music until I was nineteen, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I dealt with a lot of different kinds of drugs and stuff in my like late teens, early twenties yeah
0: and this question right right here may piggyback off of what you just said but you know if you could go back and tell your high school self some advice what would it be and why
2: i guess two things come to mind one would be start making music obviously Mm -hmm. yeah Um, because i I just can't imagine where i could have maybe been at but at the same time maybe it's good i didn't because i when i started i was making secular music and Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why it took me so long to get into it, because God had a bigger plan for me on the Christian side. And it just took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. Um, the second would be just just be yourself, really, because I tried to be things that I wasn't a lot. Um, I think that's why I got into drugs so heavily, because, you know, my friends were doing it and just stuff like that. And I think kids really need to hear that, like, it doesn't make you uncool just to be yourself. And like, if you don't want to do those things, don't do them, go do things that are productive with your time. And that actually means something, you know?
0: Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, that's one thing for me, when like talking about like doing, being productive and doing something that really means something with your time is like, for me working at my church and helping, like, cause I'll go up there like Wednesdays and Thursdays after school, you know, and help when I can, you know, it just, you get that sense of like, I am doing something to help. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just and you just feel like it makes me feel, you know, full. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because, um, you know, because, again, I can see because what I do is the graphics and things like that. I get to see that result, the fruit of that every Sunday. And so, like, that's a really unique um, responsibility the Lord's given me. Um, But, I, you know, 100 percent, like you have to find and you have to find those things that make you feel that way. And the Lord will get if you pray for them, the Lord will show you what they are. Um, but you know, when you talked about, you know, making secular music before, but how did God transform your music to further his kingdom? Like, when did that come about?
2: Yeah. So I'm actually in the process of writing a song about this, um, you know, God um, the producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he sent me a beat and instantly this hook just came to mind. I think I'm going to call it 2023, but, um, it starts off like 2019. I was going through the motions and mm-hmm. then, 2020 every day i'm sipping and i'm smoking and then 21 uh jesus came and told me i was chosen and Mm. i think that was the year he kind of told me like you need to switch up what you're doing i have a plan for you and i honestly so the hook goes on to say 2020 or 22 i spent the year thinking he was joking and so Mm -hmm. that kind of goes back to um I didn't want to, I didn't really want to pursue it at that point because I didn't really think it was for me. I was kind of like Moses, I guess. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't do that. Nobody's going <laughs> to listen to me, you know?
0: That was the same thing with me and this podcast. I was like, there's no way. I'm, I'm going to stutter over my words all the time. Like, yeah. you know, I'm going to make a fool of myself. And I think when it comes to something like that, when you step out of your comfort zone and do something, you know, even, even though you've touched into music before, like, you know, when you're doing something for the Lord and it's out of your comfort zone a little bit, you're going to feel like Moses a little bit you know no matter what it may be um yeah. but 100 100 percent, man
2: yeah because yeah, at that point he really came to me at like one of my lowest points um i was when he when he came and told me that i was on the brink of just quitting music which okay so i guess i should give you the full timeline of all this is like i'm just yeah. throwing up years and ages Oh, you're and, good so i'm i'm 25 so i started making music when i was 19 so that would be um what year is that? I can't do math. Is that 2017? Uh, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. So 2017 was when I started making music and I went really hard at it until about 2019, 2020, when COVID shut down mm-hmm. and everything kind of changed. That I kind of just stopped for a while. And in 2021, I kind of decided I wasn't going to do it anymore. Like within my head, I'd kind of decided that. And that's when he came to me. He's like, No, you're going to do it and you're going to do it for me. And it yeah. kind of scared me, man, to be honest. Yeah. Because, like you said, it's kind of scary.
0: Yeah. 100%. You're like, You want me to do what now? You want me to take what I've loved for so long and I've done it this way and now you want me to do it for you? I, you know, like, you know, that's one thing, you know, I can't really imagine because, you know, of course, the podcast thing for me was just like, Oh, this is a whole new thing. But for you, you had to change something that you've already. Kind of messed around with, and you had to complete. There was a complete one eighty in it, you know, because you love music, but you had to, you know. The Lord was like, "Now you're gonna do it for me," and you had to change it, you know. So I know that was probably something to kind of hard to digest at first. Was like, how in the world am I gonna write music, you know? That's not, you know, what I'm saying. Like, because you've written secular songs before. Um, so was yeah. that kind of like a? I mean, so it was kind of a shock. Would you say like it was just like, mm, how am I gonna? how am I going to do this? Right.
2: Yeah. It was just, for me, it was kind of like looking at, so I had built a little bit of a fan base within Mm -hmm. that. Like I had done shows and um, I had like songs that people liked and just that kind of thing. So for me, it was kind of more of a, people are going to, people who know me are going to see everything I used to be doing. And then they're going to call me a fraud because I'm, I'm switching everything up. And like, I knew God at that point, but, I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing, and I wasn't following him, and I was making the wrong kind of music for the wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me, it was just a, I thought people were going to think I was a fraud, first of all. And then second, I was like, it's a big task, man, when God comes to you and he's like, hey, I want you to do this for me. That's mm-hmm. that's a big You feel like you're going to mess that up in a way. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Like, can can you go to the next person in line? Like, I don't know if that's for me. Yeah. Like they, you know, I know know Donovan's talked about that before, you know, like he said that, you know, like there's probably like so many more people that were in front of him to do this podcast thing, but they wouldn't follow through. But he was the one that did, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's and that's something else to think about, too. Imagine how many people, you know, God put on their heart. that They said, hey, you need to make music for me, but they didn't do it. And so he gave it to you. Like, you know, like that's just yeah, something to think a, about. That's
2: a good perspective. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and this question was actually given to me by Donovan, um, for this episode, but what advice would you give your soon to be born daughter that, uh, that you had to learn the hard way? You know, like, what's something that you were like, man, I wish I would have known that when I was younger.
2: Um, it's okay to feel your feelings.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: That's a big one for me. Cause yeah, I didn't like, I think my mom. She tried, but uh, we didn't really connect in that way. My dad had no, like, uh, emotional connection at all. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was just kind of like, I thought feelings were supposed to just stay bottled up inside of you. And this goes to all the kids. I know you're really big on the youth. Yeah. So I assume you have a lot of youth listening. Mm -hmm. It's okay to just let those feelings out, man.
0: It is. I mean, and that's one thing I know we were talking about, you know, tonight in the group chat, I won't get into what it was specifically, but, you know, like leaning on others like if you need like support you know tell somebody right you know Mm because I know that especially like you know guys we don't like to do that because we have you know pride and stuff right we want to hold up that we you know we don't think it's normal to show our emotions like you were saying like you know that 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 can do a lot more damage than good and you know because I mean I try try to not I mean you know but it's easier said than done especially you know for people in high school I know that for a fact especially for a lot of youth it's hard um so
2: do yeah and i mean i'm still working on it like my wife has been big on that Uh, when we met i was like a i was like a rock you know i didn't really tell anybody anything she kind of brought it out of me Mm. so yeah i think that would be the number one thing i would tell my daughter is like if you need anything just come talk to me kind of thing
1: yeah
0: and um how uh so as recording this uh has it's weeks now isn't it it's not even right or am i wrong
2: her uh you talking about the due date, yeah, yeah, so her due date was five days ago,
0: that's right, yeah, it was five days ago,
2: yeah, yeah, we are waiting,
0: yeah, yeah, man, well, like Donovan said that baby's gonna do a lot of good things for the kingdom. I can tell you that much,,
2: and I really hope so, we're doing it the right way we We got like a little prayer team together, um like some members of our family that we know believe in God, a couple close friends, and we uh we downloaded the u version, which we already had the u version, but we downloaded yeah. like a uh uh, it's like a two week prayer thing for her. So yeah. she's getting, she's already getting love, man. So yeah, I really hope so.
0: That's awesome. So, and now, you know, to jump into questions about our youth. So when you look at, you know, the youth today, do you see hope? Or are you worried about the future?
2: Um, a little bit of both. I think it's, I mean, when you see all the demonic things going on today, it's part of you wants to say there's, there's no hope. But then again, like you got people like you, like you're seventeen years old and you're really out here, you know, making podcasts for youth about God and you're working in your church and like you're not the only one. You can't be the only one.
0: Right, exactly. So
2: I kind of see I kinda see both ends of that argument, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I do have hope because um like I think I was talking to Donovan about this the other day, and then somebody else had messaged me and I was just we were talking about how I think there's going to be a movement outside of the church. I'm not saying the church can't do great things, but, um, and I think kids are going to be involved in that, you know, TikTok, uh, all these social media platforms. I think kids are going to be the ones that kind of take that over in a positive way.
0: It'll be another, uh, if you, I don't know if you saw the film, but another Jesus revolution, you know, I know that, you know, of course it highlighted like, you know, like Greg Laurie's story, but you know, that was not necessarily in a church. It was just, around campuses just like the asbury revival right that was around you know in college campuses um and i think was it auburn here recently i don't know if you saw like the article or whatever but like there was like over i want to say 200 kids that got baptized
2: no i didn't see that
0: at an event i can uh look at it i'll look at it later and send it to you but it was like a, a big thing like i think um, I don't know who it was, but it was one person, he might have been speaking or whatever. He just felt so moved during the service or whatever, and he went and got baptized and then like he turned around and there's all these kids that want to do the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like whoa like that that I can't imagine like being there watching that. You know, that that would just blow my mind. Um so, you know, young people today face a lot of challenges, you know, and there's no telling when your daughter's born what challenges she's gonna face if the world keeps going like it is. But I'm just praying that it's, you know, going to go in a different direction, but, you know, we face a lot of challenges in today's world, like with social media and everything like that, you know, with like internet trolls and anything else that you can possibly think of. What's some advice Mm -hmm. would you uh, give to someone who's finding it hard to navigate this world in a biblical way?
2: Uh, I would say just look to God, first of all. Uh, I feel like too many people look to their feelings or they look to social media for gratification there's always going to be like an empty void inside of you until you find something to fill it. And a lot of people are turning to the wrong things. And like personally, me, I had that void until I found. And I don't like, I always knew Jesus, but t- until I sat down and had a personal relationship with him, I mm-hmm. always had that void. And I was always, I was the one going to Instagram looking for gratification. And. Yeah, does that answer your question, or?
0: Yeah, man, it does. I mean, a hundred percent. You know, because I mean, one thing that you know, because people, I mean, especially young people, they go to these social media apps to look for gratification. When you know they're like, oh, I'm trying to navigate this word, the you know, this world biblical way. Well, you can't do that if you're, and I'm guilty of this too. So I'm not saying like I'm not, you know, I don't do this. Like, you know, you can't do that if you're looking at Instagram more than you're looking at your Bible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like. You know, and that's one thing I know for sure, like it's, and it's kind of funny too, you know, one thing I never expected, I don't know, this just kind of popped in my head was, uh, you know, people are, I mean, it makes sense, you know, because I, you know, then people know I'm a Christian, but, you know, more and more people are starting to ask me questions. And I kind of felt a little bit convicted because um, I couldn't answer them. And I was like, oh, there's there's a problem here. I need to, you know, like there is a problem. I need to pray about it and, you know, study more. Um, Because, you know, I felt bad. I couldn't answer somebody's question, you know, to help them further understand, you know, what, you know, more about Jesus, right? And it felt, you know, because this was like in class one day or something. And it felt good that they were asking me, sure. But I was like, you know, part of me was like, man, you know, it kind of bothered me a little bit. And I did, you know, ask some people. I was like, so what is this question? But still, you know, I mean – the fact that I didn't know, and there were probably some simple answers too, you know, and the fact that I didn't know, I was like, mm. it just kind of hit me in the, a different way, you know,
2: but. Yeah, I understand that mm. for sure. I had a similar situation at my job not too long yeah. ago. Yeah, man. Um, I just, I mean, we can do our best though. I think one thing God always brings me back to though, is like our job is to plant seeds. Our job yeah. isn't to like fully bring them into a relationship with God. Cause that's, nope. that's what he does, you know? So, We just got to plant the seeds.
0: Yep, 100%. And, you know, like, and it's crazy to think that, you know, you don't know that one message you sent to somebody or that one word you said or whatever, just planted a seed and you don't know what it's going to do, right? You know, and I say that with this podcast all the time. You don't know because it goes to places other than the U.S., right? But I can't see who specifically is listening in those other countries. Well, yeah. you know, and so I won't know until I get to heaven what impact this podcast has had on people. And that's so cool to think about, like, because it's gone. I counted the other day. It's like 11 countries, hmm. which is mind blowing to me that my voice and everybody else's that has been on, you know, in, in less than a year, because it's not even been a year yet, you know, has um listened and uh, or, you know, they've listened and hopefully they've gotten something out of it. And I know they're going to get something out of this one, too, especially since we've. The second time I'm trying to record it <laughs> hurricane and the technical problems huh yeah
2: it's uh, crazy because yeah, yeah what was it like the day before or the two days before the hurricane yeah.
0: it was like it was a day because i tried to hold out as much as possible because i was like we'll see what happens you know like i might be able to find the internet whatever and then turns out it was i was without power for four days you know mm. so uh it was it was something else i'll tell you you know because and we're actually still cleaning up debris. I mean, it, we have, I looked at, I passed a landfill the other day. There's the biggest pile of trees and gra- like and stuff everywhere. I it is see. insane. Like, I'm, and I was like, man, this is, I mean, I don't even know. There's probably stuff that's still, there's power lines still down and stuff. I don't know. It's going to probably take months to get all that cleaned up, you know?
2: Well, it's, it's good you guys were at least safe, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, you got that right, because we were, uh, let's see, you know, had 30-plus trees down, and none of them landed on the house, and none of them landed on my dad's workshop over here. The only thing that got destroyed was the fence, and really, we don't care about the fence. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, we're extremely thankful, and I'm, you know, and I'm extremely thankful for all of you guys when I was texting y'all, like, you know, talking about um, giving us prayers and stuff, because it was a scary time, you know, because we had— uh, my town's never experienced a as big of a hurricane as that one like ever really? you know i mean because if we did it was like an outer bands or it was something else like it, you know it wasn't like or if it came over it was always weaker you know which i know it had weakened to a cat too but still we had never had a cat to come over us with the eye coming right over us you know um
1: yeah and so that's it, wild.
0: it was it was wild but i'm so thankful for all of you and i know i didn't uh, and I know cause I actually recorded the episode about that today. Um, and I forgot to mention his name, but you know, Jesse in our group chat, I'm so thankful for him cause he was willing to come an hour from his house to give him me anything if I needed it. Um, really? which is, yeah, he, which was a big blessing, you know, cause I guess he only lives an hour from me. Let's see. A small world, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Very <laughs> um, small.
0: But, uh, for my final question, why do you think some people, especially young people often run away when they hear the name Jesus?
2: I think because they they put, they put the name Jesus and religion together. And mm. I'm kind of a big proponent of, I, it's not that I don't believe in religion. I do believe, I just believe more in a relationship. And I think mm-hmm. Jesus wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants yep. us to come talk to him. Um, he wants us to share our problems. He wants us to thank him for the things he's done. And I think a lot of people, which I say this because I was one of those people I thought that Jesus was, you know, judgmental, and that mm. um, if I didn't follow all the rules, He wasn't gonna like me, and that kind of thing. And I think yeah. that's just a problem that has been kind of cultivated in our society. And yeah, I just Jesus just wants you to come talk to Him, you know? Like, yeah, man. He he literally sat with sinners his whole life and preached to them and helped them and healed them. He doesn't care that you're a sinner. He just wants you to come talk to him. So nope. that would be the big thing for me.
0: Yeah, man. You know, and I know that. Uh, you know for sure, especially like again with young people. You know, it's just like you even. It's crazy. You know, you mention the name and they don't. Well, I say that, but like, it's a very. I think that's honestly a very small percentage because at least in my experience, kids will want to hear you out mm-hmm. often than not. You know, they'll at least listen to what you have to say. It may not change their mind, but at least they're listening. You know what I'm saying? They're not just tuning you out. Like, because I know a lot of adults nowadays, you know, if they, you know, say if they're like 50, 60 years old, right, they're setting their ways, you know, because they've lived, you know, over half their life. You know, they're setting their way. It's harder for them to, you know, believe in Jesus, right, rather than Mm -hmm. I would say a teenager or a kid because – you know that again they've lived half their life and you know that's one thing um i've tried to you know navigate in, in different parts of my family i'm like my gosh th- th- this is difficult you know like i mean not just to, not to talk to them about it because they will listen but you know just to for like just to say get them to church or whatnot it's difficult you know i know that's something that probably everybody has struggled with or will at some point you know trying to see if you can get somebody to come to church with you um but
2: yeah, yeah, and, and if I could just say one thing on that, my uh, yeah, man, go ahead. I've seen somebody who literally claimed to be an atheist, like one of me and my wife's close friends. He claimed, yeah. you know, God wasn't real, this and that, and we just all we did was talk to him. He always wanted to hear about it, which was interesting to me, you know, because he's claiming God isn't real, but he's always asking us questions about it. So that kind of told us he wanted to hear more. Yeah, and over the last like two and a half years, like. We didn't do anything crazy. We just talked to him about what we knew and now he goes to church with us every every weekend and he's That's in the choir so awesome. at our church. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: you and know, all you, it takes, you like, talk about like just
2: planting seeds.
0: Yeah, ma'am. You talk about that transformation, you know, it's crazy how fast it can happen once it gets a hold of somebody. Like mm-hmm. um you know, when it comes to my testimony, like, you know, I was saved on Easter and then the next week I was baptized, right? Well that was I'd not have been going to my church for like I went like three Sundays, and then that happened already. I was like, I was, like, I want in, like I was, you know, I was ready, like. And yeah. I know it's different for everybody, but like, um, you know, because I think I mean, again, this is different for everybody because you know your relationship starts in different places. But um, for me, I think it was like I've always wanted one. I just didn't know where to start, and you know, God used my friends for that, um, which was really, really cool to see, you know, um. Cause I remember, I think it was uh, ironically on a Halloween night or something like that, we were talking and, you know, one of them like, was so open about their faith. Right. And I was just so amazed by it. It was like, cause you don't hear kids like so open about it these days, mm-hmm. unless if you're in church or whatnot, you don't hear it. And, um, you know, and then I started asking questions and the rest is history, but, um, you know, it's stuff like that that just blows me away or like, um, and I've told the story before, you know, talking about, um, how amazing God is right. Like, I don't know if you've heard me talk about it, but the story about my uh, teacher and his daughter, well, it was in 11th grade, we, you know, his daughter, um, you know, came down with cancer, and and she's like five years old, man. It was, you know, it was really upsetting for, I mean, and um, we were like, me and my friend, uh, AJ, we said, he he came to me with an idea, he said, why don't we make a GoFundMe, and I said, that's a great idea. However, let's just like raise the money and just give it to them because you know GoFundMe takes some of the um, profit, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did, and we so our goal was like two hundred dollars, dude. We ended up raising triple that. We ate, we raised eight hundred and twenty back, and this was during the holiday season. Um, well, wow. and it was just like that's my. So when I when I talk about you know God providing, that's my story for that, and you know that's it blows my mind like every time i think about it you know um i mean you yeah, know he cause always just... provides oh yeah 100% yeah man but uh if you have any final thoughts that you'd like to say before we get out of here i know that you know we've you know with all the technical problems we probably would have been done by now but it's all right you know but if you have any final thoughts you just
2: um i want to yeah, hear I them just... if you do yeah so I know you have a lot of kids that listen to this. So Mm -hmm. if I could just speak directly to them. um, He doesn't like God, Jesus, like he doesn't care what you're doing right now. Like if you're smoking weed, if you're addicted to pornography, if you're drinking, if you're having sex outside of marriage, all this stuff, like all these things you might be doing. He doesn't care about any of that. He does care because you're sinning, but he just wants to talk to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to save you from that. Cause like mm-hmm. I was in all of that too. Yeah. And it's not a good place to be mentally or physically. And if you just talk to him and let him come into your life, I guarantee you, you'll see the difference.
0: Yeah, man, a hundred percent. You nailed it right on the head. And, uh, I have, Really, really enjoy this conversation, and I'm so glad that um, we finally got this to work out because I know we were really, really trying. And I know that somebody's going to be blessed by this conversation because of the fact that we had – we were trying so hard to get this recorded. Um, and, again, I just thank you so much for uh, coming on. And, and uh, to Donovan, thank you for letting us um, you know, use your – I guess your room or whatever and, and hosting it for us so we can record it. Um, but, man, I just uh, can't wait to see what the Lord does for both of us
1: in the future.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course. Of course.
2: All right. Pray it blesses somebody.
1: And with that, another episode of the
0: Young Minds Podcast comes to a close. Always remember, you are never alone, and faith is action.
1: So let's get out there.